Jesus said, then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept, but at midnight there was a shout. Look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there won't be enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some oil for yourselves. While they went to buy it, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The gospel of the Lord. This is a strange parable indeed for the strange time we've been living through this past week and for whatever lies in the days to come. And yes, I'm talking about our country's presidential election that has caused most, if not all of us, some measure of stress and anxiety and frustration and even fear, it's fair to say, in too many cases. It might seem like a stretch, and I will be curious to see what other preachers do with it this weekend, but I couldn't help but think about those bridesmaids in Jesus' story because of it all. There were 10 of them, remember? Five were foolish, five of them were wise, half of them got into the party, half of them got shut out, half of them won, and half of them lost, you might say. Sound familiar? And of course, there was all that waiting too for the bridegroom, as far as the parable goes, while so many of us were waiting on pins and needles, it seemed, for the announcement, some announcement, any announcement about who the president was gonna be come January. And the announcement came yesterday afternoon, whether we love it or hate it or believe it or buy it, whether we are ready for it or not. Now, I'm not going to get into who might be foolish and who might be wise in all of this. The hard but holy truth about that for those of us at Cross of Grace and all around our country, really, is that we find ourselves lined up all along the political spectrum. And the other truth is, no matter who you were waiting on or hoping would be announced as the winner this week, Neither one of them measures up to the bridegroom who is our Messiah in Jesus' parable. And the other truth is, too much of the time for too many people, parables like this one are used to determine what it means to be and who is not just wise or foolish, but who's right or wrong, who's in or out, who are the winners or the losers, who are welcomed or locked behind the door when it comes to the kingdom of God. We love to make winners and losers 
out of each other, don't we? There's something about human nature that makes us want to choose sides. And that's one way to look at this parable for sure. I imagine there are plenty of preachers and pastors today talking about what it means to be wise or what it means to be foolish about preparing or not. All in an effort to be on the right side of God's banquet hall door before it slams shut in our faces. But we are a people who claim and who have been claimed by God's grace for the sake of the world. So let's not be so short-sighted or small or scared by this today or by some of the things that are going on in the world around us. Because I started to wonder something else this week and yesterday afternoon, really, about Jesus' parable of the bridesmaids for a change. In light of what we're up to and all that we're up against in our country these days, I wondered, would Jesus really close the door to the party on half of us just because some of us might be more foolish than the others? Am I going to be locked out of the kingdom because I'm not always as ready or as right as the guy next to me? Are we going to miss our shot at the invite list because there have been times when we've fallen asleep at the wheel of our faith, when we've made bad choices, when we've gotten lost or are lost every once in a while along the way? And do any of us want to give that impression to anyone else in our lives or in this world? Because if any of that's true, we can bet there are going to be plenty of empty seats in God's proverbial wedding banquet. Maybe nothing but empty seats because of the criteria of some people I know. So I don't think any of that is what Jesus' story holds for us this morning. And remember the nuts and bolts of this story. As far as the bridesmaids go, and we are the bridesmaids in this one, people. Some of them are prepared with lamps and plenty of oil. Others aren't expecting to wait all that long, so they didn't pack many supplies. I would have totally been in the latter group. But the groom is late, and they all fall asleep while they wait. And when they hear he's on the way, they wake up and start preparing for the party. The five foolish ones, the ones who didn't bring enough oil, are out of luck and out of light. And the five wise ones who came prepared don't have enough to share. So the foolish bridesmaids are sent off looking to buy more oil in the middle of the night. And in the meantime, the groom starts the party without them. And when those slackers finally show up, it's too late. The doors are shut and they miss the party. But instead of who's out and who's in as a kind of morality tale, what if Jesus wants us to imagine why the wise bridesmaids refuse to share with their friends and neighbors when they had the chance? Or what if Jesus wants us to wonder about the variety of privileges and circumstances that allowed some of them, some of us, to be more prepared, more informed, more rich with oil than others? What if Jesus is reminding us that we've all had opportunity to be wise and foolish, to be awake or to fall asleep, 
to be ready or to be unprepared on any given day. And we have been all of those things at different times in our lives. We can't deny it. What if Jesus wants us to wonder if those wise bridesmaids even worried about the others once the party started? Did the ones who got in, did the winners have any concern for the ones who didn't make it, I mean? Or did they just electric slide their way into eternity, glad to know they weren't left out in the cold? So I'd like us to get something from this parable other than more reason for self-righteous judgment or unfounded fear this time around. There's too much of that in our world this morning. I'd like us to get something out of this story besides a laundry list of what makes us better than or more ready than our neighbors to get into heaven. I'd like us to get something more out of this parable than the fire and the brimstone and the division that are so much easier to preach about and to practice, frankly, than the grace and the forgiveness, and the mercy, and the salvation God promises all of us ultimately in Jesus. The problem with the fire and the brimstone, with the winner and the loser stuff, whether it comes from a pastor or a preacher or a political pundit, is the attention it pays to the end result instead of what's going on right here and right now among us in our daily lives on this side of heaven. See, I like to remember, we just had a full discussion about this in our Bethel series class Thursday night, that as often as not, when Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven, which is what that wedding banquet represents, remember, Jesus was talking about life on this side of the grave, not always or only about life on the other side of it all. The kingdom of heaven is alive and well among us. So what if... As bridesmaids waiting for Jesus, we looked for new, better ways to stay awake and to keep alert right here and right now, wherever we find ourselves in all of this. And what if the lamps we light? What if the light we shine for the sake of the world doesn't really have anything to do at all with oil? What if the light we shine comes from whatever grace, mercy, and peace we can extend. From whatever humility, forgiveness, and hope we can share. From whatever generosity, love, and kindness we have to offer. What if we were wise enough to share those blessings with each other more openly these days? What if we could muster a holy, sincere sort of curiosity about all those who are feeling lost or like they lost or that they've been locked out of a party for some reason. Maybe because they voted differently than we did. Maybe because they've been told their whole lives that banquet wasn't for them. Maybe because the system is so stacked against them they can never seem to get their fair share of oil. This is about more than red and blue and left and right after all. What if we worked harder to make sure all would come to experience something of God's kingdom of justice and joy right here and right now, knowing and believing and living differently because we are each going to end up at the same heavenly banquet 
in the end. Thanks be to God. Amen.